You are listening to the Paid in Full podcast, episode six. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and welcome to our new listeners who are just discovering our greatness here. Uh, this is uh, JP and Mia. Good Say morning. hi. Good morning. Good morning to music. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so... We wanted to have some fun on this episode, and we came up with the idea of doing uh, the classic game of 20 questions. Um, Instead of us each asking 20 questions, we split it down the middle. So we will ask one another 10 questions uh, live that we have not yet already um, vetted. So I'm not sure where JP will go, and he does not know where I will go. So it kind of adds to some spiciness, I think. So, yeah. How you feeling today, JP? I'm tired. Tired. Yeah, but we'll be all right. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the weekend, so mm-hmm. I was looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Okay. So, you want to get started? Yes, ma'am. Let's get started. We're excited. So I um, I will go first and ask the first question to Mr. Payton. So my first question, Mr. Payton, is what's your favorite thing about our relationship? What's your favorite thing about our relationship? Um, that, that we have each other's back. Um, mm. Like I said, it's... You, you're kind of my road dog, so I know if if I was to be down for a second, I know that that you would have my that you would have my back, and that's that's really reassuring. Mm-hmm. I, that's good to know. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, first one. If you woke up tomorrow with no fear, what would you do first? If I woke up tomorrow with no fear. What would I do first? Mm-hmm. Oh man, but you know I'm a little, I'm a little scary kind of person too. Mm-hmm. So no fear would be, um, I would plan a family trip somewhere far away where we would fly because, of course, one of my not number one fears, but I have a lot of travel anxiety on airplanes, cars, pretty much, but anything, anything we're traveling. <laughs> so I would try to plan some type of trip, maybe across the other side of the world and we get on, you know, we get that, get that going. No fear. Okay. I thought it was going to be eating like some toppings on a pizza or something or condiments on a sandwich, Oh, but move on. Are you trying to be shady? Nope. Nope. Let's go. (sighs) So my second question is, um, what is it that scares you the most? So anything that scares you the most, what would be your number one thing that scares you? Um, Leaving here too soon without uh, properly preparing my children. Mm. Um, Again, they're they're young. Um, We we know that that Drew has his his potential setbacks, and I just want to make sure that I have all the time possible to, to prep him prep both of them mm-hmm. um, for what 
what could potentially happen in this world. Um, mm-hmm. It's never going to, never going to be a complete job. But I just want to make sure that I, that I try to get as much in with them as possible. Mm-hmm. I love that answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. When was the last time you cried? When was the last time I cried? Mm-hmm. Okay, so JP knows me. He knows I'm sentimental. Um, last time I cried was actually yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, it was Drew's fault. I think Drew was showing me a video or something on his phone, and I was laughing. And, of course, with me laughing as hard as I laugh, I was crying laughing. Mm-hmm. Um so it wasn't like the sad cry, but it was the like laughing so hard that I'm crying cry. So Drew did it yesterday. So, so I pretty much cry every day. So you cried twice yesterday. So this was after you talked to your that, grandma. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm sentimental. I see. Obviously. <sighs> Let me see. All right. So my third question is, okay, let's do... What is your favorite thing you like about yourself? So what is your favorite thing you like about yourself? It's a gift and a curse mm-hmm. um, perspective. Um, I can see the I can see the bigger picture in all situations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't I don't put myself first in doing that because I see the bigger picture. Um, mm-hmm. So it gives me insight on a lot of things, but it can also detract me personally if if I if I if I, if I always take myself out of the situation. Okay. You think that's something you always had perspective? Yeah. Okay. Since little baby Johnny. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. Let's go. If you could write a note to your younger self, what would you say to yourself in only three words? Okay. If I can write a note to my younger self, not specifically any age younger. The younger self. You only got three words. Three words to my younger self. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Because, you know, you have different stages in life and different stages you require new words. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, man, three words. If I'm talking to maybe I'll I'll just pick my young college self mm-hmm. is hold on I gotta count the words. You're worth more. Yeah, and that's because when you go to college, of course I left home. You know I'm, I'm 550 miles away, mm-hmm. and I was here by myself essentially. And so you go through those insecure moments of. Am I supposed to be here? So I went to Spelman College. I was surrounded by a bunch of beautiful, very smart black women. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I had it was my first time I ever had that. And so I was like, oh, my God, I'm not as smart as they are. Like, we would just be in class and I would be looking around. And instead of me tuning into my professor, I'd be thinking about how her answer was so brilliant. I'm not as smart as she is. Like, look at her hair. She's so pretty. I'm not as pretty as she is. So I had to learn how to appreciate myself and know that I am supposed to be here and I am as beautiful and as smart as these other women. Mm-hmm. It took it took about a semester of me going through that for me to know. But you're worth more or you're worth it, I would say, would probably be those words to 17-year-old me because I was 17 at the time. 
Okay. Well, I would say to 20-year-old Mia, don't <laughs> drive to Norcross. <laughs> and so my listeners who are not familiar, that's where we met. So and that's more than three words. So that's cheating. So, yeah, I would say I disagree because we would have not met. So. Bam, 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 bam. All right. So let me see. So my turn. My turn. Mm-hmm. Let's do... Ooh, this might be a good one. It might make you think a little bit. What is something not obviously sexual that turns you on? So something that is not obviously sexual that turns you on. Is this with you or just in general? I would say general. Anything. (laughs) Anything can make you go, hmm. Anything can make you head to the side. Um, I would say goofiness. Um, I like a... I like a I like a I like a goofy girl with a with a, with a personality like somebody that doesn't always take themselves serious. So anybody with a with a real good personality, I think that's why I like Regina Hall so much. Because mm-hmm. so, she does come across that way. Yeah, so she's kind of like my 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 homebody homegirl mm-hmm. <laughs> because she she she's hilarious to me. Yeah, and clearly you know I have a lot. Oh yeah, and Mia too. Mia, <laughs> Mia, yes, Mia. Uh, I have a lot of parallelisms with yes. Regina Hall. Yes. Jar- Jarmia Payton. I'm sorry. Yes, thank uh, you, sir. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, was that my question? Your question. Okay, your turn. If you could write a song about your life, what kind of music would you use? <gasps> oh, JP. What kind of music would I use? Mm-hmm. A song about my entire life. Mm-hmm. So it would would it be R and B, rock, hip hop. Well, you know, well, you know what? Yes. Ooh, you know what? It because because it would be upbeat, but have some slower moments because those are the tiny moments that make you sad. So it would <laughs> definitely be upbeat, and I'm trying to think maybe like a. You Will know Smith what? I'm, switch. Hey, hey. I was gonna okay, so that's better than the one I was thinking of. Something upbeat like the Will Smith switch song. <laughs> I'm so, happy, happy, long if you feel like a the, yeah. So nah, okay. Frankie Lyman or somebody. No, no, no. But it's up. I mean, the song is upbeat, not the artist. He had like twelve wives. He did, but I mean, the song was <laughs> it's upbeat, so it would be something upbeat. Good night. So, Good night, anywho. Everybody. <laughs> We're gonna cut this one short. No, we're not. We're gonna continue. So, what's this number five? I, I gotta. Know. We gotta keep up with. I think this is number five. I, I okay. We just going. Okay. Okay. So, um, what would you do with your life if you suddenly became a billionaire overnight? What's one of the first few things you would do if, right now, as we are now, you've inherited money that has made you a billionaire overnight? Billionaire with a B. Um, I would stop, stop working, um, and try to create more opportunities for others, and mm-hmm. just use use it wisely. Like I said, mm-hmm. I I honestly don't need a billion dollars to to do that. Mm-hmm. I give me a couple, give me a couple couple hundred thousand, and I'll I'll, roll, I'll, I'll make it work from that. But mm-hmm. that that's that would be my plan with with that much money. So a billion would just be amplified. Okay, so you said you would stop working immediately. Pretty much. So would you just call them? What would you? What would you say? Uh, 
I'm not calling them. <laughs> <laughs> you just not just gonna not show up no more. <laughs> I'm not calling anybody. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw throw some money on the ground at, at the front of the door and keep it moving. I'd be like, boom, I'm out. <laughs> That's it. Just walk off. Okay. All right. All right. Is there a belief or attitude that seems to interfere with creating or pursuing a big dream? Is there a belief or attitude that can interfere with pursuing a big dream? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, anything can interfere with a big dream. Um, Something even as small as um, I'll go with closed mindedness Mm -hmm. and not um, allowing yourself to, I guess, quote unquote, jump off that ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am I'm a big uh, fixed mindset versus growth mindset person I'm still learning how to overcome some of my fixed mindset ideals because of course those are things that I didn't know I had until I started studying what a growth mindset is so I'm mo- we're, we're both definitely growth mindset but I do have some fixed mindset things so the closed mindedness would come from you know a fixed mindset where it's like either you have it or you don't if you don't have it you're not going to ever have it and so that can definitely interfere with jumping off the ledge Mm. so and things that I've done I've tried to overcome those and just do it even though I know it was scary I've done several things even recently that have scared me but with my growth mindset being dominant I've been able to kind of just go for it and been happy so boom yes all right i love that that's a good one babe look at you you're welcome so here's one um what is one attribute of your mother that you see in yourself so one attribute of my dear um dearly departed beautiful mother-in-law that you see in yourself um if you if you if you ride with me, I'm gonna ride with you. Um, I only have I only have enough room <laughs> room in my vehicle for people who want to be there. Yes. So, yes. Se Se always had a, a saying that um, mm-hmm. I feel the same way about you that you feel about me. Yes, you did. And that's <laughs> how I keep it rolling. Like I said, I'm I'm a, I'm a roll with you. Um, if you want to be here, cool. If not, keep it moving and then. Uh, We'll, we'll just holler each other at the crossroads. There you go. I, oh man, love it. We got to put that on a billboard somewhere. Yes, she did, and she was. She always told you when she loved you. She she never went a moment without saying it. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah. She's she's definitely missed. Okay. Uh, is it? It's back is on me. Turn? Back on you. Okay. It's back on me. I think we on six or seven. Don't matter. Just roll. Okie dokie. <laughs> what was the first album you ever owned? Very first, okay, not cassette tape, because <laughs> of course you know we cassette it's same, tape. It's the same thing. I album, used to album cassette. I think I actually took one of my aunties out of her car when I was younger, so I don't know if that one really counts. I think I stole because she had. Was it like H Town? Yeah, it was. It was like Silk, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but the first one um, Dad ever bought me was SWV uh, New Beginnings, which I think is their second their second album. Because he bought me, um, for Christmas, I got a three-disc changer. Okay, we're talking about 1996, y'all. And I was going to sixth grade. So I got a three-disc changer for Christmas. And he took me to, um, there was a, a music store in the mall. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it was real big in the 90s. FYE. It was, yeah, whatever FYE was Sam before Goody. FYE. It might be Sam Goody, something like that. 
And he gave me, you know, he said, you got $20, buy your CD. And of course, you know, CDs back then were like $17.99, $18.99, they were high. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Use Your Heart was the big song, and I just wanted that song. So he let me buy the whole CD. I looked on the back <laughs> of that CD, and it had 17 tracks. So I was like, yeah, I got a lot of music. And he let me let me buy that, and that was my very first album. Oh, very cool. Yes. I, I think... Um, you remember yours? That's funny. I think it was... Doggy style. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. I, did, I didn't buy it, but because <laughs> I remember the, the cartoon um, album cover. The, the cartoon yeah, album so cover. They, I don't know how I got it either. That it was Doggy Style, <sighs> and then um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh-huh. Uh, East ninety nine. Is East that the 99. one with um, Crossroads on it? I don't remember. Okay, but I, I know those specifically. And wow. then the first one I probably bought on my own was. Um, um, the blueprint, Jay Z. Yeah, mm-hmm. the blueprint. Everybody everything had else, blueprint. I kind of kind of bootleg and <laughs> jacked off people. So actually, right. spending money was probably a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to burn a lot of CDs, a lot of CDs. All right. Oh, I like that. That. How old were you when you got Doggy Style? You remember? Because that cover was a little uh, spicy. Like Ten. <laughs> But you don't know what you're looking at when you're looking at that cover when you're that young. Yeah, that was like... It's just 90, like, oh, that's yeah, cool. That it's like, cartoon. It was like 91, 92. And then when you're looking at it later, you're like, wait. <laughs> so I was like, wait, is that a little butt butt? <laughs> all right, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep going. Let's see here. These are fun. We're having fun, y'all. You gotta ask me now. Yes, all right. So what is something that I do for you that you really like and or appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I do that you really like and or appreciate. <laughs> something that you repeat that again? Yeah, so what is something <laughs> that I do mm-hmm. that you really like and or appreciate? Um just just your just your hustle. Your hustle and your your grind. Uh, like I said, you in the you in the you in the trenches with me. So cool. um, there hasn't been anything that we've encountered that you felt that you were uh above. Um you've mm-hmm. done everything from working at working at Six Flags to um <laughs> Circuit City, R. I. P. Circuit City. Right. Um you worked in a a business where you had a crazy you had crazy bosses and stuff mm-hmm. like that and yet you never complained um you've had hours cut so mm-hmm. and you, you you just grind so I, I love and respect that oh i've had some jobs haven't i yes and you've been my mainstay all the way now you know i have complained but mm-hmm. only within reason that hey it's gonna be better later so mm-hmm. okay i love that thank you you're welcome shorty <laughs> <laughs> what made you realize that your parents were human like everyone else? Oh, I just closed my eyes. Okay. I don't think there is one specific moment. I think that probably coming home for, from college, the first, my first semester. And when I went away, I went, you know, of course, I went to Atlanta. I didn't come home for Thanksgiving. I went home for Christmas because my roommate invited me to Thanksgiving with her family. And she lived in Albany, Georgia. So she was much closer. So I was like, hey, yeah, let's do that. Um, so I came home for Christmas and it seemed like everything had changed. And then in terms of 
um, how I felt about people, um, the way I viewed my city that I came from. Um, family members' personalities seemed like they evolved a little bit. And I think it was because when you go away, you, you, your, your worldview changes. And that's why I'm such a big component of people going away. Um, because you see and things that um, you didn't see prior because you're seeing the same thing over and over. Your worldview doesn't adjust and you don't get to learn something new. So me going away and coming back, I think I, I looked at my parents like, oh, you know, they can't no longer, they can, they can tell me no, but they can't really no longer hold me to it. They can make expectations and they can be advisors. So I think that's the first time I use them as, what do you guys think about this? As opposed to, you know, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And it just went from there. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, for me, mm-hmm. um, Good. It's, Back to it's, you. it's two two separate instances. Okay. Um, with my mom, it was when when she, um, her and my dad were going through some things, and she was just so in, enthralled in love with him that she jumped out of a moving a moving van like GI Joe. What? And at that point, I knew that. Wow. <laughs> Why do I see that in my mind? Yeah, so. What did she jump into to get to your dad? I guess. Yeah, okay. She, she okay. Jumped, she, she jumped, she jumped out, from she jumped a, from out the movie. van. So okay. at, at that point, I was like, yeah, she off. But <laughs> she, and, okay. and with, with my dad, it mm-hmm. would be um, actually more recent um, mm-hmm. with me turning with me turning 40. Mm-hmm. And getting getting to a point in my life where everything is starting to make sense, um, and it's it's actually the birth of my my great nephew, mm. and mm. it just made me think of how I would how I I would feel if we were to have a baby right now, mm-hmm. um, at forty because that's that's the that's the age I was born for him. Okay. Okay. So I'm just thinking of the mindset if you start to get everything in line, mm-hmm. and then you got a whole another a, baby, a whole another baby to raise by, by surprise. So mm-hmm. it, I I guess I got a little bit more empathy for him, mm-hmm. considering um, what 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 happened with that, and just right. seeing. My, my nephew and me and where I am in my life mm-hmm. is having to start over that 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 would be a lot so that was it for me that's interesting that I, okay and and we are very very clear that we're not having any more children and so I don't know if people believe us but I love that that insight because yeah the, the way it is you know you're you're thinking hey this is where my dad may have been and then you're surprised I'm here so yeah that's that's different dude yeah. That's good, though. That's good stuff. Okay. I love playing this game with you. This is great. All right. So here we go. Uh, my next question is, um, what makes you feel old? Is there anything out there that makes you feel old? You don't look old. Let me tell y'all. JP is not not very rapidly aging at all physically, so... <laughs> So yeah. So does anything make you feel old? Um, so no. I got one. No. Um, Nothing make you feel old. I just, I just kind, of, I kind of adapt with the time. Um, mm-hmm. I try to stay up on the technology. Um, if anything, it's gonna be the general, the generic answer of music. But mm. that's <laughs> that, that's that's the same that, that's the same thing when we was coming up. Mm-hmm. So 
you always kind of going to be you always kind of going to gravitate towards the music that 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 molded you so mm-hmm. and anything anything before or anything after mm-hmm. you're not you're not necessarily going to feel so that's that's kind of a general thing so i guess it would have to be be music but outside of that i'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty pretty in tune with mm-hmm. everything i agree jp is much more in tune with things than i am and he's he's like my cultural manager he, he has to his job part of his job is to make sure that he keeps me up to date with the people we like and what's going on in the world because for me it's seeing kids date of births because of course i teach middle schoolers so my kids this year were born in 2008 <laughs> and so I think about where we were in 2008 and I'm like, man. So I have to be careful of references because they won't know what I'm talking about. If I say anything prior to 2008, which for us, it feels like it was yesterday. So that's what makes me feel old. That's why I thought about that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If you could pick one year of your life to do over, which would it be and why? Mm, mm, mm. Man. So this is not to say, oh, man, I haven't really had bad years. I've had a couple of years where I like remember really good things happening where I've been able to grow as a person. Um, What would I do over would probably be. I wouldn't want to. I don't know if I would want to do it over. Lord knows. Let's go. Instead of 2005, I'll go 2006. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's after I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, going into pretty much our after our first year together, and us learning how to continuing to learn how to um, be together, learn how to work this thing. What do you like? What do I like? What's your qualms? What's mine? Um, 2006 is the year I graduated from college, and so I had to decide Spell very me. quickly. Yes, I had to decide kind of abruptly what I wanted to do after graduating because everybody in my family has higher education and so it was almost like either you go and go to grad school continue on or you start paying these loans because these loans were going to come right up immediately Mm -hmm. so I decided I think I decided to go to grad school I had to go in like I think it was like April and I was graduating in May Mm -hmm. and luckily I found KSU Mm -hmm. I didn't know it existed but they um, their application wasn't due to July Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, okay, I'll just go there. Because initially, my idea was to go to New York. And I was looking into, uh, thank God I didn't, y'all. Yeah, because it was you, publishing, book you publishing. You would have been by yourself. I don't mess I would have been, York. Yeah, well, I would have been by myself. And I would have been unemployed. Because book publishing is not something, you know, readily available right now. So oh, People don't read um, no more. They don't. Oh, oh that's a whole nother pod. Um, but, yeah, probably 2006. Even though I still would have graduated from college. But... I would have been more um, prepared to leave college. So maybe. That one's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, for me. um, What you got? I don't know. um, 2013. 2013. 2013. Because it was was honestly one of probably the the best and worst year of my life. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I had the birth of my son in June Mm -hmm. of 2013, and my mother passed in August. Mm-hmm. of 2013 and the reason why I would want to go back is I would I would try to get <clears throat> I would have tried to get up to Illinois so that she mm-hmm. could have met him because mm-hmm. that that's one of the things that I have the biggest regret that she she didn't get to meet her grandson mm-hmm. so that that probably would be it for 
for me. But it, it was a it, like I said, it was the best the best and worst year mm-hmm. for for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with you all the way. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, love. Let's see. Ooh. What is the greatest goal you want to achieve in the next five years? So the greatest goal you want to achieve in five years. So we talking twenty twenty six right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's. It's more. I, I got it. It's it's more <laughs> of a, just a continuation of what I have right now. Just more um, peace of mind and, and flexibility. Uh, like I said, I just mm-hmm. that that was one of one of my one of my goals to grind hard where I I could do. I didn't. I did, I, I wanted to get to a point where I where I could do what I want rather than be told of what what to do um so that's that's kind of the the groundwork and just work on getting 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 some more debts paid off and Mm -hmm. um just just expand expand uh, on it on what it is where we're trying to do Mm -hmm. okay i second that emotion Mm -hmm. okay all right (laughs) it's good stuff if you could see into the future, what would you want to know? Ooh, if I can see into the future, what would I want to know? Mm-hmm. What our children would ultimately end up doing. I, and, and of course, you know, like the first, the most immediate answer that popped into my mind was when I would leave this earth. But I don't want to know that because it would drive me crazy. Every day I know I would get closer to that date. And if that date is sooner than what I think it should be, that could literally drive you into the padded room, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to go with, I want to say maybe like Drew's wedding, Jai's wedding, like what exactly our babies would end up doing if they're 26, 27, 28. Um, I would love to kind of be in the window and see Mm -hmm. Jai's family, right? My grandbabies. Or I would love to see, you know, Drew's um, Drew's new apartment that he moves into. So that's probably where I would want to go. Go and look. Go and take a peek. And make sure that I'm aligning <laughs> with where they're supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's pretty pretty much what, what, I, what I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. We want to see our babies succeed. And hopefully when we look out there, it won't be nobody in jail, right? Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jai has some moments. Um, all right. It's in my, let's see. My question. Um, what is the biggest strength and biggest weakness of our relationship? So what is the biggest strength and the biggest weakness? Because, of course, everybody has weaknesses. Everything has weaknesses. The biggest, our biggest strength is again it's always going to circle back to to our our common goals that we're mm-hmm. going to do whatever it takes to 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 make it to make it happen mm-hmm. um our biggest weakness and in our relationship is i would say that we um don't necessarily have the the village mm. um yeah the ideal village that we had and that that's more so due to distance it's not it's not for actual support is just mm-hmm. we're down here in Georgia and our families are based in Illinois and <clears throat> excuse me and and Virginia mm-hmm. so that that can that that can um kind of be be a hindrance cuz like I said we would 
we, we, we could actually do a little bit more if we had the, a little bit more f- actual physical support. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I mean, that in the aspect of like us being able to just go out like on date nights and someone maybe just taking the kids for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would just say that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I hadn't thought of that until you said it. That's probably the biggest I'm thing. smart. He's smart. Um, I would agree. Um, because of course you can't just leave your children with anybody. And that's what we've, you know, what we fear, especially, you know, with the times that we're in with COVID and even now with COVID even more so than, than earlier, but we do want to be able to have regular time away. And people always say, Hey, I just dropped my kids off at my mama house and I go out, you know, Hey, our you know, families are far, far away. So we don't have that, that luxury, but we do have the emotional support which is, you know, better than nothing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. In your life, what mm-hmm. has been the biggest blessing in disguise? What has the big, been the biggest blessing in disguise? Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to struggle. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, you said in disguise. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't the biggest blessing because struggling is, you know, struggle is subjective. So some people... Define, they, we define struggle differently. So for me, struggling was always overdrafting my bank account, constant, because of course I had no money management coming here. Um, I had to learn how to manage my own classes, figure out what to feed myself. My first semester in college, I passed out in the calf. I'm not lying because I was dehydrated. But they could have. They told me they swore me up and down. I was pregnant, so they did like three different pregnancy tests. Dude, and I was telling them, you know, you I'm not you're trying to tell me, man. No, I'm telling you, I had to learn how to take care of myself. I had to struggle. I had to hit the floor. I was in the cafeteria at Spelman, and I hit the floor. Um, I remember being dizzy. I remember telling my friend Brandy, who was there with me, like, "Ooh, my ears are plugged up." I feel like, and then I, I was wake, I was being waken up by some dude. So, um, so I had to learn how to struggle. Like I broke out because of the heat, and because uh, at Spelman at the time we didn't have air in the dorms, it was kind of like a rite of passage. So I, I broke out. My skin broke out. The water was hard. So I had to learn how to deal with all these little things. That was just first semester. So I had to struggle and then I had to learn how to make, you know, make some money for myself, make a life for myself. And that all of that combination brought me to be the woman I am now. So so learning how to struggle, learning how to grind out, like JP says, and the, the, the hustle and the grind um, <laughs> is what you, kept me tiptoeing through the living room like Pink Panther. <laughs> learning how to struggle was a <laughs> blessing in disguise, y'all. Y'all, our kids are so funny. I got you. Man. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Let me see. It's my question. Yes, <laughs> we laughing at, J- at Drew Bear. Um, let me see. See, we actually have hit 10. You want to just kind of like, this is kind of the uh, bonus, I, bonus give, round. Give me a freestyle off the head with what you want to know. I got Freestyle I, off I, the top? Yeah, I got a couple. I got, I want one more run by you. Okay. Um, what's one thing I can do to improve our relationship? So one thing that I can do pretty immediately that can improve because we always out about improvement. <clears throat> Excuse me. Continue to try to open your mind because um, you you already know you can be a little stubborn and close minded. I'm not. 
Is I, it closed minded? Yes, ma'am. Yes, that that, that would be the most direct way to to put it. We we, we could tiptoe around it, but I would rather put it out there. Okay, I will call it a different word than closed minded. I would shoot away. I would say fearful of the unknown. I got you. So, but you have pushed me. You you've pushed sometimes a lot to get me to do something different outside of my normal. And so I will continue to work on that because that's important. That's important to my husband. It's important to me. I greatly to continue to try. You always talk about the effort. So you said if I see the effort being made, then I appreciate the effort. So I will do that. Okay. And what what would you want from me? Um, I would like. um, Let me see, because I hadn't thought about it for you. Mm. What's one thing that you can do to improve? Continue to um, keep communication lines open. And you have, I think, from this question has been, I I know when my husband is upset. I know when he's angry. I know when he's irritated. And Johnny wears it like a coat. So, um, and not recently, just in the past prior to your career change, I know when things bother you and you won't say something at work is bothering me or something that you said is bothering me. You just shut down. You know how I talk about like the brick wall and you put the brick wall up. So recently you've done an awesome job of telling me like we like to talk about our days now. And that's why I always ask you, you know, anything happened at work so that I can kind of gauge if you're agitated with anything. Mm-hmm. And so I would say continue to work on letting me know when you are feeling less than Mm-hmm. For any reason, even if it hurts my feelings, because we always talk about don't hurt my feelings. Just I mean, and don't worry about hurting my feelings. Just let me know what I have said that has bothered you or what I haven't done or have not done. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to continue to do that because I think that makes us that brings out our, our companion. You know, we're companions. We're best friends. And that brings out the best in us when we can say, hey, best friend, you didn't do this for me or. They got on my nerves today because JP knows I'll talk to him about, you know, my days and when I'm not happy. So, yeah, continue to please talk to me when you even when you don't need to. Just right. say I ain't got nothing to say. I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, give me two music hot takes. If you got an old school one and a new school one, give me two music hot takes. Oh, dude, you put me on the spot. And you know, I don't talk well on the spot. Okay. About anybody, anything? anything. That's real big, babe. Old school hot take mm-hmm. or in a new school hot take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Music hot takes. Okay. Um, I've been thinking about what you said about Silk Sonic. <laughs> um, that Silk Sonic may be a farce. <laughs> um, that's my new school because okay, so y'all know <laughs> we listen to this song all I don't even remember when it came out. Spring, all spring, all summer. We get this fantastic song through the roof, off the charts, fantastic song. We get nothing for a long time. And you know, six months in the music world is a long time. And so I feel like they may be playing us, and I don't think it's the artists themselves. It might just be the entire conglomerate that is around the artist mm-hmm. that they are making people want because now they put out the new song, and the new song is kind of like, like it is, 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 you know, less than. Mm-hmm. So Terrible. that they may be playing with us. I got you. So, um, so you can only you, you can only do one if you if you only okay because you know because you know old school for me is tough, babe. 
Okay. What you got for one? <clears throat> what you gonna do? Um, one the the hot take that that I got, mm-hmm. um, we already kind of talked about this in the car. Um, mm-hmm. And the other one is kind of a a big misfire. Just Ooh. just kind of show you how how stupid I was as a little boy. Okay. Um, the one the one that that I would would, would want to say is, like I said, we talked about this is that Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Mm-hmm. Maybe better than Lauren Hill, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> Why do you whisper? Because you're going to get backlash. The listener's coming for you. Yeah, okay, just, just rock, rock with us, okay? Just just ride for a second because I've been thinking about this. And we listen, we listen, Ooh. we listen to it. We listen to them. So we might have to listen to it again, but. <laughs> It it may, I may, I won't even say better, but I'll say probably just Jesus. as good. I, as. I stopped it just as good. It may be just as good. Yeah, and I only kept on the side of Lauren Hill because Lauren Hill got flow and Amy right. Wine. We didn't hear Amy Winehouse rap. I got you. Yeah, so, so I'm just gonna get on for that one before, <laughs> before I, they come before for you. Before I get in further trouble. And the biggest music misstep I had was, mm-hmm. I guess, when I was a little boy, I thought that. Um, Trent, Terrence Trent D.R.B. Mm-hmm. was going to be like the next biggest thing. <laughs> Sign your name. Sign your name, man. Oh, like, he just, he got like Sign the coolest name, name ever. And Trent then, Terrence. And, and, and like, I was like, you just, you hear his voice. Uh-huh. I was like, this man is going to be a he star. Be big. I don't know. I was probably like, like six or seven, but I just oh. knew, I just knew he was going to be huge. He going to be Michael Jackson. Wrong. Yes. <laughs> And Terrence, not even his real name. Wrong. <laughs> Is he still alive? I don't know. All right, okay. move on. Move on. Okay. All right. Is that it? So that's his music hot takes. Yeah, you got Those any, are some hot takes. You got anything else? Uh-uh. Oh, we done. Okay. <laughs> I think we good. I'm gonna get out of here. JP there. wants to wants to exit out the back the back way. He going out the back door, y'all. So y'all go get him. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the uh, the new episode, episode six here. Again, we are the Paid in Full podcast. We are available at paidinfullpod at gmail.com. That's P-A-D-E-N-F-U-L-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you haven't already seen, haven't already heard the rest of our episodes, please keep yourself updated. We have some really great ones that we've done in the past. So, yeah, man. That's it for today. Thank you, everybody. Peace out.